Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm Casey. And we are Relatively, Relatively Dark. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <sighs> I'm good. That's good. I, I figured I'd answer your question. Anyways, <laughs> today we are talking about medieval torture and public executions. All Again. Right. Part dos. <laughs> as soon as I did it, one of my ex sad face coworkers said they wanted a part two. So, yep. Here we go. Here we go. I'm jumping in. <clears throat> Pillory. Okay. It's kind of like a broad spectrum of different stuff. Okay. One of, one example of pillory is the stocks. Oh. So, I'm sure y'all probably know, but it's when the prisoner's hands and head would be placed in a wooden frame, and they were usually in public. So they would be yep. used by the public, as well as humiliated and tortured and very uncomfortable. Right. Um, another type of pillory is the shrew's fiddle, okay. also known as the gossiper's violin. It was usually mm. used on women. Okay. It's basically the same thing as the stocks, but it would, you'd be standing up and it okay. looked like a fiddle. Hence, okay. shrew's fiddle. There'd be a hole for your head. Okay. And then right underneath it, two smaller holes for your hands, like all in a row. Oh, okay. And some were made for two women. So there'd be like one on each side. Okay. And it prevented them from being able to feed themselves. And like the stocks, they were subject to public humiliation and abuse. Awesome. And they were put in that for basically, basically, <laughs> basically gossiping. Wow. Okay. Are these in order from like? Um, I kind of grouped some together, but they're not the okay. groups. Not aren't necessarily in a certain order. Okay. Up next, we have the brink or the scolds bridle. Okay. I almost said bridle. <laughs> you talk the way you talk. Okay. I do. Luke doesn't listen anyway, so he won't make fun of me. Right. Um. <laughs> This one was also special because it was saved for women. Mm -hmm. Specifically, women who were considered a scold. Which is? It is a troublesome and angry woman who, by brawling and wrangling amongst her neighbors, breaks the public peace, increases discord, and becomes a public nuisance to the neighborhood. Okay. Basically a gossip is what this was. But it said brawling. Like, is that not fighting? I guess so. I don't know. To me, it sounded like it might have been a woman who didn't just cost it, but, like, got into fights and stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking it probably was, like, fighting and stuff like that, but because of her mouth. Oh. Okay, then. Um, it was either an iron muzzle with a lock, a metal mask, or a cage that covered the head. Ooh. And there was an iron piece that fit into the victim's mouth. Mm -hmm. Like a horse bit. And this sat on top of her tongue. Yep. And the sole purpose was to keep her from talking and gossiping. That's insane. Sometimes it had spikes, what? which caused pain and or discomfort if she did try to talk. Try to talk. Okay. I can't. <laughs> um, and she'd have to wear this around town, sometimes with a bell attached to it to draw attention to her. Wow. Anywhere from a few hours to months. Good gravy. And sometimes women were left to die wearing this. Good gravy. And if they did manage to take it off, it just meant that she was punished or tortured in some other way. Okay. Next up, we have 
thumb screws. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, pretty you. simple device. You would put something in it and it would slowly crush it. Usually the thumbs. Oh. Sometimes the fingers or the toes. Mm. Their bones would be crushed and broken. Right. Shocker. But the torturers liked it because it was portable. So it was oh, convenient. They okay. could use it outside of the torture chambers. <laughs> cool. This is my favorite one. I can yeah. take it this with me. This is my go-to because I can put it in my carry-on. That is and just... I'll, I'll be set for all of my torturous ways. <laughs> Up next, we have the Brodequin or the Brodequin. Okay. I looked it up and I got both. So Gotcha. This one was two boards that would be placed around the victim's legs. Okay. And then they would hammer wet hammer hammer <laughs> wedges into those gaps, which would cause their bones to break and burst through the skin. Oh. Yeah. Which is a lot like the breaking wheel from episode yeah. or episode one. Part one. Right. Where they would do the wedges and break your bones. Blah, blah. And that's it on that one. Okay. Next, the crocodile shears. Oh gosh. These were basically like pliers with teeth like uh teeth. They call them teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like teeth, teeth on them. Teeth like, like teeth. Teeth like teeth. And it resembled like a crocodile. So that's where it got the name. Okay. It would be heated up and it would slowly pinch down and pull the victim. Ooh. Like, not completely apart, but, you know. Like the flesh and stuff. Yeah. And it was Ooh. just as much about the torturer's creativity as it was the device itself. Oh, Okay basically like this is a slitty bitty thing but it's hot so where can i put it and what can i pull to make it hurt the worst torturous creativity yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. up next we have toe wedging <laughs> this was actually used hundreds of years before the middle ages okay even possibly in ancient egypt or earlier okay your feet were placed in a small mechanism mm-hmm and wooden or metal wedges is what they would use to gradually wedge them underneath your toenails. Ugh. <laughs> That's a bad one. Yeah. If they didn't get a confession, they would just move to the next toenail and then the next toenail, so on and so forth. Uh, me to the moon. The thing is, they would use the same wedges for multiple victims. So that would lead to infections, sometimes amputations, and sometimes even death. Yeah. Because they didn't have, like... So, it's not like, oh, this is going to be painful, but you also might die later. Yeah. So... Just from getting something stuck underneath your toenail. Ugh. There is another version of this. Yay. Called finger wedging, which is the same thing, but with your fingernails. Ugh. Owie. <laughs> Owie. <laughs> Next, to Sorry. keep kind of in this, uh, you'll see why I group these together, denailing. Oh, yeah. It was used often on accused witches. The victim would be wish... The mm -hmm. victim would be wishwained. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the victim would be restrained. That's right. And positioned to where the torturer had full access to their toes. Sometimes they would do each one fast, just rip it off. But sometimes oh. they would pull it off as slowly as they possibly could. Goodness. Occasionally, they would place sharp objects underneath the nail before removing it to cause more pain. Golly. And apparently, this is still being used today in certain countries. What? Yeah. So, this is very much like the toe wedging. Ew. Up next, we have boot torture. Okay. There's a lot of different variations, 
but the purpose of all of them was to cause severe pain to your feets. Your feeties, your feets, your foots, footsies. First up, we have foot presses. Okay. It was two horizontal plates on each side of your foot, and a crank would tighten these plates, which would tear the skin and crush the bones in the victim's feet. Mm. Sometimes there would be spikes on the plates. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they would add a drill to the crank, so when they tightened it, a hole would be drilled into the center of the instep. Oh, yeah. Which is the very top of your foot, like where your arch is. So now, the boots. The Spanish boot. Okay. It was a tall boot made of spongy leather. Okay. And the victim would be tied to a table near a fire. Then they would take boiling water and pour it into the boots. Mm-hmm. And there would be so much boiling water that it would seep into the leather and eat away the victim's flesh and sometimes even start to dissolve their bones. I didn't know that water could do that. I didn't think it could either. Would it be the leather maybe mixed? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't Science. think that they could. Yeah. Up next, away from the boots, but still on the feet, <laughs> we have foot roasting. Oh. They would cover the bottom of the victim's feet with lard. Mm-hmm. Who thinks of this stuff? I don't know. I'm telling you, they had roundtable meetings about it. I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, after they put lard on the bottom of their feet, they would slowly roast them over hot coals while they were being interrogated. And they would use bellows to control the heat, which is the little yeah. fan-like thingies. Yeah, like almost like an air pump. Yes. Yep. They also had a screen that they would put between the victim's feet and the hot coals when they were getting an answer to their question. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't like the answer, then they would remove that screen and expose their feet to the coals again. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> um, there was one case... I forgot to look up how to say his last name. Okay. Of Jacques de Molay. Okay. That's what we're going with. He Sounds was good. Uh, the leader of the Knights Templar, which I did not know what that was. Basically, they guarded pilgrims traveling to Jerusalem. Okay. Well, he was tortured and killed by King Philip. Okay. And his feet were burned so bad that the bones in his feet, his metatarsals, fell to the floor. Oh, wow. I guess it just dissolved all the flesh, all the little cartilage holding all them suckers in there. Yeah. Up next, we have the crocodile tube. Okie dokie. It wasn't very common. Wasn't. Wasn't very common. (laughs) Uh, But the victim was put in a big tube, just big enough for them to fit. Um, There were spikes inside that resembled crocodile teeth. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that would be sticking out would be the victim's head and feet. Mm -mm -mm. A fire. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Whatever. A fire would be lit underneath them, and they would gradually heat it, heat up the tube until they got a confession, or the victim died. Yeah. Um, since the victim's face and feet were accessible, they would often mutilate the face and rip off their toes. My God. They have a weird thing about toes, man. My goodness. That's hmm. insane. So basically, you're, you can't move anything. Yeah. And then just your head, and while it's getting all... Your face is getting all chopped up, and your toes are being ripped off. Oh. While you're getting burned to death. Yeah, exactly. Forgot about that part. It's insane. Um, moving on, we have the scavenger's daughter and or the street sweeper's daughter. Okay. 
So these two differed a little, but they were basically the same thing. How? I'm going to tell you. Okay. The purpose was to compress the victim's body. Okay. So think the rack from the first episode, stretching and stretching and stretching, stretching, Mm -hmm. except (laughs) the opposite. Just slowly more and more and more like constricted. It was a metal A-shaped device. The head was at the top, hands strapped to the middle, and feet strapped to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And this forced the victim's head down, the knees up. Think of like sitting all curled up like you're sad. Mm. And it could be tightened or loosened at the torturer's discretion. Mm -hmm. And this was often done in public. And so angry crowds would throw stones and sometimes their own poop at the victim. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I know that's gross, but, like, I don't even want to touch my own poop. Let alone throw it at somebody else. <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch my own poop either. I mean, people think it's gross to get poop thrown on you, but somebody had to throw it. Like, that's this kind of thing. What came first, the victim or the poop thrower? <laughs> I'm just saying that's disgusting. That's very good point. Um, <laughs> a lot of times it led the victim to madness. Because they would be locked in this thing for weeks or even months. My goodness. Um, one documented use was in Ireland. There was a man named Thomas. I could not find anywhere how to pronounce his last name. Miag. Miag. M-I-A-G-H. Okay. Miag. <laughs> Anyways, he was sentenced to this after being charged with being in cahoots with Irish rebels. Okay. This was apparently in 1581... And he carved on the wall in the Tower of London, By torture strange, my truth was tried, yet of my liberty denied. Mm-mm-mm. Another victim was Thomas Cottom. So if your name is Thomas, uh. you did not want to live back in these days, because apparently all they were going to do were like, crush your bones. Right. Oh, your name's Thomas? We're going to crush your bones. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Eddie is hard, people. Uh. Um, he was executed for treason during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I. Okay. Up next, we have the picket. Okay. And that's not a fence. I didn't figure it was. Unless uh, they, like, threw them onto it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be, you know, out of the realm of possibilities. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, this was most commonly used in the military for discipline. And there was a very small stake in the ground. It was sharp, but not sharp enough to, like, go right through okay. you. But it was still very painful. Right. I kind of picture it as like stepping on a Lego. Most likely not going to cut your foot. Yeah. But it's not very comfortable. Yeah. Um, the victim's hand or just their thumb would be tied and suspended over their head. What? Okay. And one foot would be rested on that stake in the ground. So that's how they would balance. Oh my um, gosh. I've seen some depictions of it where their other hand that wasn't tied up was tied to their other foot. Oh, my God. So, you were just, like, dangling there. Like, diagonally. Yeah. Or behind you. I don't know exactly. But, basically, you were had to balance on, like, just the very top of your foot. Man. And that's all that they did. But, if the victim felt their thumb or their hand was going to dislocate, your body's instinct is to remove some of the pressure off of that by putting more weight somewhere else. So, they would put more weight on the stake, and then that's the very painful part. Yeah. This usually lasted for a few hours, but some were known to endure this for up to two days. Golly. And it usually led to just a broken thumb, no permanent damage. That's crazy. But still. That much pain for, like, broken thumb. Yeah. They probably got sentenced to that because they, I don't know, 
<laughs> told a guard to shut up. Next is garrot torture. Okay. Do you know what a garrot is? No, I do not. A garrot is basically some type of ligature that is tied around something else that they can hold and twist while it's around somebody's neck to strangle them. Oh. I know, like, in the JonBenet Ramsey case, there was, like, rope or string or something around her neck, and there was a broken pencil that they tied that to and twisted. Right. I've seen them do that stuff when they're just trying to do a tourniquet for amputation or something. They yeah. twist it to make it as tight as they can, but not for torturous reasons. Yeah. So, in this instance, a ligature would be fixed to a pole and tied around the victim's neck. They usually used a scarf, a rope, a chain, wire, a chain. or fishing line. Gosh. Which, oh, fishing line? Oh. That's going to cut you. Yeah. Or the wire. And the crank would slowly be turned to tighten the ligature until the prisoner died from asphyxiation. Goodness. Some versions even had a metal blade or spike that rested on the victim's spine while wow. they did this. Yeah. That's just messed up. The I'm la- surprised they didn't sit other and pull off their toenails while they were at it. Yeah. <laughs> Throw all these into one. Um, the last public garrote execution was in 1897, but garroting wasn't completely abolished as an execution method until 1990. What? Yeah. That's insane. They finally got rid of this two years before I was born and the year you were born. Right. <laughs> Next, we have tarring and feathering. Ooh, feathering. Don't be excited. <laughs> no. uh, it was usually carried out by an angry crowd. Okay. Of monkeys, apparently. Really? No, I was oh, saying I was that like, what poops? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I mean, who knows? Who knows? <sighs> Baboons, man. They were their top torturers. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Carried out by an angry crowd of humans. Okay. If you can call them humans. Human right. beings. Yeah. Um, they would expose. <laughs> they would expose the victim's top half, sometimes shaving their head. And they would pour or paint them with hot tar. Yeah. Then they would either throw feathers on them or make them roll around in a pile of feathers. Then they would put the victim on a cart or rail and parade them around town for humiliation. I wonder if that's where the end of the Emperor's New Groove. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking. With oh my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what I'm picturing. They didn't tie them up to be pinatas. That's that okay. Though. Well, that's not, I'm not surprised. Basically, like, pain and physical suffering, humiliation with the medieval torture went hand-in-hand hand with that. Right. Like, they wanted to humiliate everything. them just as much as they wanted them to hurt. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would use a match to light the feathers, and then the feathers and the tar would be on fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, the earliest mention of this was ordered by Richard I of England in 1189. Wow. So, yeah, they did that for a long time. That's crazy. Next, we have the strapado. Okay. Also known as reverse hanging. Oh, okay. Yay. Basically just a cord or a rope, and the victim's wrists would be tied behind their back. Okay. And then they would be hoisted up. So your arms are... Sorry, I got away from the mic. <laughs> so your arms are going to be She's stretching like backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would happen. They would pull them up like that, and then Ooh. they would drop them. So that jolt of being dropped, a lot of times, would dislocate their shoulders. Yeah, I thought they would kind of already be, but... Yeah, even gosh. if they didn't dislocate them, it was extremely painful. They couldn't hardly breathe. Um, and sometimes they would add weights 
to just stretch more and put more pressure where they needed it to Golly. make them. This could cause long-term damage to the victim's nerves, ligaments, and tendons, obviously. And it often caused a brachial plexus injury, mm. which is when the nerves are being stretched, compressed, ripped apart, or torn from the spinal cord, which led to paralysis. Golly. So they would live through this, but... God, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Next is the Spanish tickler, also oh, known also known as cat's paw. Okay, that sounds a little bit more... <laughs> it was a set of claws. Think meat shredders. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming they weren't plastic. No, no, no. They were metal, iron, things like that. Uh, sometimes it was just the claws, and then sometimes they would attach the claws to uh, a pole. Okay. To, I guess, distance themselves from yeah. the horrible stuff that they were doing. And it would dig into a person's skin down to their bones. Ugh. It would be yanked, taking along with it chunks of flesh and muscle. Yeah. They would start on the victim's arms and legs, then move on to their chest, their back, their neck, and ended with their face. Ugh. And this usually resulted in death. Yeah. Up next, <laughs> we have the tongue terror. Ew. T-E-A. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Not like tongue. Oh, scare. <laughs> Pretty clear what it did. Um, they were basically like tongs yep. that would be placed in the mouth, squeezed down on the victim's tongue, and then gradually Ew. pulled away until the tongue and anything clinging to it was yanked out of the victim's uh. mouth. So they didn't just put it in there and just yank one time. They were just slowly and slowly. So you're going to feel every little tear, every and... little tear and thing disconnecting from your mouth. Ugh. You're going to feel your, what's that thing called that you talked about? The Achilles heel of the mouth. Frenulum. You're going to feel that frenulum go bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's go on to something Please, just as bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Glasgow smile, also oh. known as the Gwynpane smile or the Chelsea grin. Mm -mm. Chelsea, dear friend, it's not spelled your, like your name, so don't worry. You're <laughs> not named after that. Um, basically, if you know of the Joker or the Black yep. Dahlia, you have seen this smile. Also, the Cheshire, Cheshire cat kind of has one. Yeah. Spooky. Um, the torturer would cut the victim from both corners of their mouth up to their ears. Oh, gosh. And they usually did this with either a shard of glass or just a regular utility knife. Ugh. Then they would kick them in the groin area or stab them or stab them in the stomach. Okay. Um, which made the wound bigger and wider and caused more pain because they would be screaming oh my God. from pain and then it would just rip open wider and wider. What? Uh, victims of this rarely died, but they just suffered unimaginable pain and were scarred for life, mentally and physically. Golly. Yeah. Um, up next, we mm -hmm. have the Judas Cradle, also known as the Judas Chair. It was a large pyramid-shaped thing, mm -hmm. device, whatever. Uh, think kind of the Spanish donkey from part one. Do you remember the Spanish donkey? You would sit on this pyramid-type thing and weights would be added to your ankles? Yes. Um, Sorry. It would be inserted into one of the nether regions, yes. depending on if you were male or female, and the victim would be lowered onto it. Sometimes they would be tied up in such a way that any movement would lower you further onto it. Golly. Sometimes they would put oil on it, I guess, so it would move easier Ugh. where it was going. 
Uh, sometimes they would add weights, and sometimes they would make them fall onto it. They would raise them up and then drop them. Oh my gosh. The evil human inflicting the torture was apparently known to raise the victim up for the night and then continue the next day. Oh my god! Just raise god. them up and leave them there and then start all over again the next day. That's awful. Right? Maybe these do get worse as they go. Oh my gosh. And this could last from a few hours to days. Mm-hmm. And this, like some of the other things, were hardly ever, if ever, washed. Oh, gosh, so victims yeah. would likely die from infection, if not something else. Right. Moving right along, we have the brazen bull. Okay. It was first invented in ancient Greece. There was an inventor named Perilous, and he told this, he was a leader, he was mean, he was cruel, named Phalaris. Okay. So we have Perilous as the inventor, and Phalaris is the leader. Okay. Well, the inventor told the leader that they needed a more painful way to execute prisoners. <laughs> so he, Perilous, came up with the brazen bull. Okay. It was basically a crock pot for humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Not much. <laughs> a hollow bull statue, basically, made of iron. Okay. And the victim would be put inside the bull. A fire would be set underneath. There was a vent in the victim... In the victim's... There was a vent in the victim's nose. <laughs> there was a vent oh in God. the bull's nose. Okay. To where the victim could breathe. But he designed it in such a way that if they screamed, it just sounded like the noises that a bull would make. Huh. Which is really, I mean, kind of neat that he was able to do that. It's disturbing, though. Yeah, disturbing <laughs> that you thought of that. Yeah. Um, Phalaris, which is the ruler, he asked Perilous, the inventor, to check it out, see, you know, go in there and see how everything was or whatever, and then he locked oh. him in. Oh, my gosh. So, the inventor of the brazen bull was the first victim of the brazen bull. That's insane. Right? Is there any documentation on why he would do that? Uh, There probably is. Where I got my information, though, I just did, like, the facts. The facts yeah. about it. There's That's... more detail on, like, all of these, though. My goodness. Yeah. Next, I'm sure everyone has heard of this, burning at the stake. Yeah. People were bound to a stake and burned. Yep. Sometimes they would show them mercy, though. Okay. And they would attach a container of gunpowder to the pole or the victim. So that way, when they did light it on fire, it would just explode and they'd oh. die a lot quicker. Yeah, that's merciful. Yeah, they're so considerate. <laughs> Golly. Um, they were also known to kill victims by hanging them before they would be put on the stake and burned. Okay. So, they so didn't what, even... what's the point in even burning them at the stake if you're already going to hang them first? Uh, maybe it is a thing that has to do with the witches and... Witches were very much so used on this. Actually, um, to know that they're gone. That's a good point. I mean, if it was used for other people with a hanging first, I have no idea. But that is something possibly for the yeah the witches. The next thing in my notes. Commonly used for women that were accused of witchcraft. Of witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of the accusations of witchcraft, though, was just hearsay. Uh, yeah. Um, Better sex than sorry. Yeah. Which is funny, though, because people would also be punished for hearsay. (laughs) Yeah. And if enough people said that you were a witch and pointed the finger at you, then you were a witch. Yep. But they didn't get in trouble for hearsay. It doesn't make any sense. Medieval times, man. Yeah. Um, Next, we have the pendulum. Oh, yeah. It was a wooden structure, kind of like a pergola 
or like a pavilion gazebo type thing okay just like a square okay wooden structure okay um <laughs> there was a horizontal piece of wood at the bottom where the victim would be restrained okay and hanging from the top was a long piece of wood with a blade at the yep. end and this would be positioned above the victim's upper body mm-hmm. and it would slowly swing back and forth back and forth like the pendulum of a clock right question were they laid parallel to the blade or perpendicular perpendicular Okay, so the blade would go, like, just... From their left side to their right side, not from their head to their feet. Okay. Good question. I didn't think anybody would care about that, apparently. (laughs) And this would swing sometimes for hours or days before it finally got to the victim. Oh, my gosh. It would cut through their clothes and then through the skin and muscles of either their chest or their stomach. Yep. Some sources say it would cut the person in half... But most likely, their bones would stop that swinging motion. So, they wouldn't be cut in half once they got down to the bone. Okay. So, so it yeah, it wasn't very, that bad. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, the blade wasn't very heavy is what I'm saying. It wasn't very big, maybe because there are blades that can cut through bone, obviously. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess not. I mean, there's blades that cut into bones, but usually you use a bone saw. True. For that. Not just a little knife blade, whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would raise the blade if the victim fell asleep or passed out because it's no fun that way. They want yeah. the victim to be alive, obviously. <laughs> you gotta know you're being punished. Exactly. And a lot of prisoners would go mad before the blade even touched them because it's psychological torture. Yeah. And a lot of them confessed just whenever they were taken and showed it. They were like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I did it. I'm a witch. Or whatever. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they seen it and they were like, no. So they just confessed. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, wow. I mean, just picture Being laying down and it. you see this huge blade just swinging back and forth for hours or days. Just mm-hmm. knowing eventually it's going to cut you. Yeah, I can't imagine. It would go crazy. They were threatened with it and then would confess. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Up next, we have the lovely intestinal crank. <laughs> uh, they would make an abdominal incision. Mm-hmm. And then they would separate two things. I have the names, a, a duodenum. 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 Mm-hmm. And the pylorus? Pylorus? Pylorus, yeah. Pylorus, I yeah. think. Duodenum, I do know. I'm, I think the other one. Okay. Well, they would detach, separate those two things, and then they would attach the upper part of the intestines to a crank. Oh, gosh. And then they would just rotate the crank slowly until they pulled out the victim's intestines while they were alive, obviously. That's crazy. <laughs> and the victim always died after this. <laughs> Not surprising there. Yeah. Next, we have scaphism, also known as the boats. Okay. Uh, the victim would be placed inside two hollowed out logs or two boats. So they would lay down in one and then another one would be put on top of them. The victim's head, arms, and legs would be sticking out. And they would okay. offer them milk and honey. And if they refused to eat it, they would force them to by pricking their eyes. Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they would pour honey over their face. They would spend days like this in the sun, covered in milk and honey, which would form blisters on their face, which is bad enough as it is. But this led to diarrhea and vomiting, which attract insects. Oh my gosh. Like flies, wasps, and bees. And then they would indulge on not just the honey on their face, but they would crawl into their orifices and eat them. From the inside out. This is like the tub, yes. isn't it? Yes. A lot like the tub. Ew. 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 Gross. 
when they were dead, they would take off the top part of the boat and the flesh would just be devoured from these Ew. buggies. The earliest mention of this torture technique was from a Greek-Roman philosopher named Plutarch. Plutarch? Okay. Something like that. Gotcha. Um, there was a soldier, I'm going to do my best to pronounce these names, named Mithridates. Okay. And he stopped Cyrus the Younger from overthrowing the king named King Artaxerxes II. Okay. You're doing great. Which was Cyrus the Younger's brother. Okay. So the soldier, Mithridates, killed Cyrus the Younger, which is the brother of King Artaxerxes. Okay. The to king's stop brother. the brother from doing what? Overthrowing the king. Okay. But the king, Artaxerxes, told Mithridates to tell everyone that he had killed his own brother. Okay. I guess for bragging rights or to show his power right, yeah. and stuff. Nobody's gonna betray me. Right. And Mithridates agreed to this. Okay. But Mithridates got drunk at a banquet. Oh my god. One night and he spilled all the beans. Wow. So the king sentenced him to death via 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 <laughs> scaphism. Okay. And Mithridates suffered 17 days of the whole boat thing before oh my he gosh. died. That's awful. Yeah. Don't betray King Artaxerxes. <laughs> Up next, we have flaying. Not filleting, just flaying. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, basically, skinning a person alive. Oh, okay. It was usually used on accused witches, criminals, traitors, and captured soldiers in the Middle East, Africa, and even in America during the Middle Ages. Wow. The victim's arms would be tied to a pole above their head, and then their feet would be tied to the bottom. Mm-hmm. The torturer would use a small knife, small knife, <laughs> to slowly peel off the victim's skin. Ew. Usually, they started with the face, and they would work their way down to the feet. But most people... I wonder if they ever... Huh? I wonder if they ever made it that far. Well, most people <laughs> died before the torturer got to their waist. Wow. Um, sometimes they would be left in the sun for a period of time and then flayed. And sometimes they would even submerge them in boiling water for a few minutes before flaying them. Ew. And I know this is like a really messed up thought, but it made me think of like maybe their way of thinking was like tomatoes. You know how like the skin is oh, firm yeah. and then you boil them for a couple minutes and then you can just peel it off. Yep. Ew. Um, but yeah. Apparently, in some cultures, it was believed that human skin contained magical properties. Oh, I think I've heard that. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. And some used human scalps to show their social status. Oh, okay. Golly. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, walk around with a handbag made from somebody's scalp? Or maybe they would just display them in their house. So, when people came Probably. in to socialize, they'd be like, ooh, they've got human skin on their wall. They're yeah, important. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> next, we have flagellation. Okay. Also called flogging, which um, is whipping. Ugh. It was common in Rome. They used it in the military as a form of punishment. And the British army was infamous for using it for petty crimes. Mm -hmm. Little bitty things. You're going to get severely tortured. Um, how badly the victim was whipped depended on the crime they committed, mm -hmm. which often led to death. Um, lots of towns had a post set up in the public for yeah. whippings. They would whip 
deserters, thieves, and traitors. Their back would be exposed and they would be suspended by the wrists. And their feet usually either barely touched the ground or didn't touch the ground at all. Goodness. And they did this because it would tighten the skin on their back and it would focus their weight on their shoulders, which would cause more pain. It was often referred to as half death because of the number of people that died from it, from infection, blood loss, damaged organs. So the ratio, like basically, I guess about half the people they inflicted it on died from it. Yeah. Like I said, it was usually on the victim's back, but sometimes it would be on the chest, which Mm -hmm. would cause more pain and it was more dangerous for your heart and stuff. extremely loud (laughs) it's nice weather out today and we have a motorcycle gang driving past my house i'm not editing all that out so just enjoy one moment please (laughs) okay i think we're in the clear um if the victim passed out they'd stop throw water on their face to wake them up Mm -mm. and then continue the penalty was usually either 20 50 or 100 lashes But there's record of prisoners in the 19th century suffering more than 3,000. Oh, my gosh. But they would, the 3,000 would be inflicted over the course of a few months or years. Yeah. Golly. But still, that's crazy. Can you imagine always having that to look forward to? Yeah. Or maybe, like, I don't know if they were sentenced to all of that at one time and then they would just have to wait. I mean, you got to think, too, like, they would have wounds from that that weren't healed and then just get new ones on top of that. Well, I wonder if they had to wait for them to heal to carry out the rest of the sentence. Or I wonder if they were just repeat offenders. I don't know. Ugh. Either way, ow. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they were done, they would pour brine over their back. And it was meant to be an antiseptic, supposedly, but that just... Yeah, but that aggravated everything. Oh, yeah, that hurt really bad. <laughs> um, they used different types of whips. They used rods, switches, and a cat of nine tails. Yep. Cat O nine tails. Yep. Which was a whip with nine leather straps attached to the end that sometimes had nails or spikes on the end of those. And apparently, some people underwent flogging or whipping voluntarily for religious reasons or sadomasochistic reasons, obviously. Yeah, I know about the some people doing it for religious reasons because they felt they need to be punished for their sins. Speaking of which... Mm-hmm. Our last topic is crucifixion. I was wondering. Mm-mm-mm. Our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, yep. is the most well-known case of this. I would say he's probably the well-known, most well-known case of the... The whipping, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. They used the cat and nine tails on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to Joseph about this yesterday, the hubs, as y'all know. And he was talking about how the Bible describes it as the worst execution method to ever exist. And that's why Jesus was on earth during that specific time to suffer in the worst way for our sins. Most of y'all know, I'm sure we are, you know, we love our Lord. We love our Jesus. Yep. Um, So the process of this, the victim would first be flogged or whipped normally. Mm -hmm. And as with Jesus, made to carry their own cross to the execution site their hands or wrists would be nailed or tied to the beams while it was flat on the ground there's debate on whether it was the nail or or the nail the wrist or the hand that it was tied or nailed through whatever but then they would be hoisted up upright and there would be a block of wood also attached near the bottom for them to rest their feet so the weight of their body wouldn't tear their wrists 
from the beam. Yeah. Because I know a lot of the debate is whether Jesus, for example, if the nails were actually in his hand or in his wrist because right. of the tendons. But if yeah. there was that piece of wood there. Yeah. Or it maybe could, it was like at the very bottom of the hand. Yeah. Where all that stuff is connected. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Um, and then they would also be beaten from below. And sometimes they would put honey on the victim's face to attract insects. Oh my gosh. After days of enduring this, things would set in like exhaustion, heart failure, pulmonary embolism, or asphyxiation. And those will lead to death. And I assume, obviously, starvation, exposure, blood loss, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, that's it. And our belief, you're free of God's sins. You're free of God's sins. God yeah. has no sins. No, he does not. <laughs> you are free from your sins because God's son endured the worst of all of this. Yep. It's a little different hearing it that way. Like tie that in there. That's that's, that's what your Lord Jesus, what your Savior, what your, what your father did <laughs> oh <my God>. for you. <laughs> I will Ooh. never be a member of the church. I mean, a mem- <laughs> of- <laughs> my God. I'm a member of the church now. I will never be a member of the clergy. Clergy. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows what I mean. But yes, that is it. I hope you found it interesting. Very gruesome. I hope you didn't get like enjoyment in that sense from it. If you did, it's really interesting sick. though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh good. Yes, it is very interesting. It is. Um, if you have any case suggestions, personal stories, thoughts, blah 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 blah, um, you can email those to relativelydarkpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Rate our podcast if you don't mind. Yes. If you like it. If you don't, you don't have to. Tell all your bodies. All your bodies about Join us. Join our Facebook group. Yes. Relatively Dark Podcast. Yeah. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Come again. Goodbye. <laughs>